the second thing is people falsely believe that they can find peace in human relationships. Now listen, human relationships are wonderful. Marriage, family, children, friends, church fellowships, other social uh, gatherings that you have and you acquire in life. Maybe even Facebook, I don't know. All these things are social avenues and they're, they're wonderful in life. But, um, you know, when we begin to believe uh, that even the closest person to us, say our spouse, uh, is capable of providing us peace in life, we're under deception. Hallelujah. We attempt to satisfy, we attempt to satisfy our deepest needs through flawed humanity, we'll always come up short. Hallelujah. You can have a wonderful wife or husband, but you know what? You know, from time to time, they're not going to meet your deepest need. They're not going to be able to do that because they're not capable of doing that. You know, the, so you can find yourself in situations where frustration, anger, and discontentment comes because you feel you put your reliance in the spouse or that person, perhaps a father or a mother, you put that reliance in them as your, as your center or your source. And they're not capable of meeting that need. And, you're, you know, then you want to change them. And, you, you know, uh, you want to change them so they'll, they'll, they'll suit that, they'll meet that role. And, and then the frustration comes. And, you know, you're only really responsible for changing one person, and that's you. <laughs> and, you know, the only way you can do that is with the help of God. Hallelujah. We have responsibility to change ourselves with the help of God. And he's more than willing, hallelujah, through his word and his spirit to help you get there. But the, you know, the worst aspect of discontentment is that it can foster an incorrect view of God. People begin to get frustrated with people, and they blame it on God. They say, well, if there was a God, he would intervene. He would do this, or he'd do that. And so then they begin to believe, well, he doesn't exist, or if he does, he doesn't care. So, you know, th these things with where we put our focus become important to the way our lives go. You know, people fail to see that the peace they seek can only be found inside them, in their spirit that they can't see or feel or touch or hear sometimes. But you know what? That's the place where God's going to enter your life. That's where God's going to do things through there to reach your soul, your mind, and your emotions and heal you and bring you real peace. So it's not determined. Your peace isn't determined what's happening on the outside and the, the world around you in your family or your circumstances or your relationships, real change is through relationship with Jesus and the work of his word and the work of the Holy Spirit in our soul. You know, the prophet Isaiah said this again about calling people to this peace. He said in Isaiah 48 and 18, Oh, that you had heeded my command, that is his word. Then your peace would have been like a river and your righteousness as the waves of the sea. There's peace and righteousness again together. You know, this is a beautiful picture. Peace and righteousness are compared to these two images. Peace like a river. Now, this isn't a picture of a raging river, but this is a picture of a soft, gently flowing river. How many of us just sat beside a river, gently flowing, and just sat there and watched it? Hallelujah. You sit there and watch it, and it'll begin to bring peace to your soul. 
Just the image of it. Likewise, it says, and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. There's another picture. You know, you've sat on a beach when there's just wave, you know, gentle waves coming in and breaking, you know, breaking on the beach. And they come in just one after another, just breaking. And there's a sound as they break. And as you watch that, peace begins to fill your soul. So there's a peace that can be received out of these natural things that you can experience in life. That's why it's a good thing to do that. They could, because they turn you, even doing that, it turns your thoughts to God. Hallelujah. Because behind the, the, the quiet flowing river and behind the, the gentle, you know, one after another of the waves, hallelujah, is the creator. Hallelujah. And he'll minister to you through that. And the word will arise in your heart. They'll minister to you. So the prophet understood this. Praise God. And, and it's like, again, righteousness. Meditating in your righteousness. How it will produce peace. And it's a peace that surpasses understanding. You don't understand where it comes from because it's coming up from within you. A kind of peace the world cannot give you. Hallelujah. And Philippians 4, 6, and 7 says this, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. So as you meditate, you know, sometimes we complicate prayer. You know, we kind of formalize it, but just sitting there in meditation and communicating with your God through the Word, hallelujah, spending time with Him, that is prayer and supplication because that's there that you can begin to release things that are of angst, angst to you. You know, those things that are down at the bottom of your heart that are hurts and pains, you can begin to release them in the peace of God. Hallelujah. Make your request known, and it says, and the peace of God, the peace Jesus talked about, a perfect kind of peace, the peace of God which surpasses understanding. That is, your mind's not going to figure that peace out, but your spirit will minister that peace into your mind. And it says it will guard your heart and your mind through Christ Jesus. This is the kind of peace that's available to us. I'm telling you today, it's resident sitting in you right now. You don't have to go on some search for the peace. Jesus said it's within you. The kingdom of God is within you. This promise is for those, hallelujah, that will just turn your trouble over to God. Turn your issues over to God. Release them. Every anxiety, hallelujah, every hindrance to bring you to a peace of mind. And we'll be able to experience that. It'll guard our, it says it'll guard your heart. That's an awesome promise. It'll guard your heart, this kind of peace. Hallelujah. That means it'll protect it from attack. Hallelujah. From lies. Guard your heart and your mind. Two locations, your heart and your mind will be guarded. Hallelujah. How many know, praise God, down in here somewhere is where your heart, is where your spirit is resident. Hallelujah. Up here. That's a different place. <laughs> but you know, down here, can minister to up here. Hallelujah. You need to remember that. Praise God. Jesus said, you know, Jesus said we could be peacemakers. Hallelujah. There's a peacemaker in you. You need to make peace inside yourself. Blessed, he said in Matthew 5, 9, blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called the sons of God. That includes the women here. The sons of God are the children of God. Amen. So a son is, is one who is like his father. God is a peacemaker and would have us also be peacemakers. What would make you a peacemaker? Well, firstly, my note here, firstly, by making peace with your maker. 
Make sure you've made peace with your maker. If there's anybody here today you don't know Jesus, you have never received him as Savior, first step to being at peace is to ask him to come into your life. Hallelujah. And give you his peace beyond understanding. Hallelujah. You can receive that as simply as just saying, Jesus, come into my life. Forgive me. Set me free. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Hallelujah. That's your first breakthrough point. Hallelujah. To perfect peace in this life. Praise God. So what would make you a peacemaker? Well, that, that would that'd be a good step to take, first one. Secondly, hallelujah, don't let allow people to steal your peace. Don't allow them to steal your peace. It says in Romans 14, 19, Therefore let us pursue the things that make for peace and the things by which one may edify the other. Pursue things that make for peace. Learn to let some things go and the people associated with them. Not everyone is going to be agreeable with you. Not everybody's going to agree with you. Not everybody's going to love you. But Jesus always will. Amen. Not everyone will love you, but you know what? You've got to receive them anyways. Jesus said, bless those that curse you and despitefully use you. Remember, you reap what you sow in every area of life. Hallelujah. You reap what you sowed today. You're going to reap what you sowed in offering today. You're going to reap what you sow in your, your words, your conversation. You're going to reap what you, what you do in conduct, how you handle people. It's all seed that's going to reproduce and come back to you in one way or another. If you sow to the wind, it says you'll reap the whirlwind. That if you sow anger, you'll reap some back. You don't want to reap the whirlwind in life. A peacemaker, you need to learn... To, to shake the dust off your feet. Jesus used this colloquial term, shake the dust off your feet. He said this uh, when he spoke to the disciples about ministry and going out in ministry into the world. He said this in Matthew 10, 11 through 14. He said, now whenever, whatever city or town you enter, inquire who is worthy and stay there till you go out. So find the right place to stay with. Don't just stay with anybody. Find somebody where you can stay Hallelujah, that accepts you. And it says, when you go into a house, greet it. If the household is worthy, let your peace come upon it. Right? If it's not, like if it's not working out, if the relationship's not working out, he said, uh, if you're, that is, if you're not received, if you're rejected or you're treated poorly, let your peace return to you. He said, don't leave in, in a you know, in an argument. Don't leave without at least settling in some way peace that you can take with you. Don't let people take your peace and send you away in anger and bitterness and rejection. Don't let people do that. Don't let people steal your peace. Leave in a peaceful state. Bless people, do not curse them, and move on. Go down the road to the next place God has for you. Moreover, uh, whoever will not receive you or hear your words when you depart from that house or city, Jesus ended with this, shake the dust from your feet. Well, you know, in those times, people just wore sandals and they traveled dusty roads. And so, especially if it was damp or wet, you know, the dirt would cling to their feet. And that would make, uh, that would make their feet heavier uh, and, and cause them to slow them down slow them down in walking. So uh, the expression to shake the, the dust off your feet, it's like, you know, I can recall working in construction and, and sometimes, you know, when it was muddy at the construction site, 
uh, the mud would gather on your boots. And so it didn't take long, too long, and they could become very heavy. And you'd have to stop to get the mud off the, the boots. And this is kind of the same thing that it's saying here. This, this weight that would gather on, uh, you know, the, the travelers here, those going to ministry. How this, this kind of goes with the word, hallelujah, about having fire on your feet. <laughs> if you're taking the word of God, you know, you need to shake things off that would disrupt your anointing. Hallelujah, to bring the good word to people. So you got to keep those things cleaned off. And Jesus is saying that. Don't leave and carry a burden of a negative experience with you. There's going to be negative experience, but don't carry it with you. Shake it off you. Hallelujah. Move forward free from the effect of negative experiences and negative effects and negative people. you got to move on. Hallelujah. You've got to be possessed by the peace that's in you. You've got to say, no, something's bigger in me uh, than these issues. And that's the peace of God. You've got to know that, hey, I'm possessed by his peace. Hallelujah. My next note here is thirdly, don't let events or circumstances, don't let events or circumstances steal your peace. I'm just going to kind of conclude with this here. Don't let events or circumstances of life steal your peace. There will be, you know, in the time we live in, we're seeing the prophecies that Jesus spoke of and other prophecies. We're beginning to see them around us. The gathering of more war and rumors of war. We're beginning to see earthquakes in many places. Fires, signs in the earth seem to be multiplying at greater frequency. So we're seeing that. We're seeing definite signs of the approach. We don't maybe know the exact time, but maybe you know the approach of his return is close at hand. And so, you know, all these things in this state, we need to be more cognizant and more aware, more, you know, wise to exercise peace within ourselves and peace within others because it isn't going to get less turbulent. It's not going to. Jesus said it will get more turbulent. So, you know, you know there was a time you know, when Jesus was with the disciples and they were going to cross over the Sea of Galilee. If you remember that story, Jesus said, we're going to go over to the other side. Actually, his goal was to get over to the other side where the Gadarenes were, where the demoniac was, so he could liberate him, so he could deliver him. That was his purpose. And so they were going to the other side and a storm came up. Remember that story? A huge storm came up, tossing the boat around, causing them to be fearful. All this time, Jesus is sleeping below deck. Below deck. He's below deck sleeping. And uh, they're uh, in all this turmoil, all this fear that they're going to lose their lives. And, you know, that's kind of a picture, too. That boat, the issues with the disciples on deck, with their fears, their anxieties, and the storm swirling around before them and uh, the boat being tossed, and, you know, <clears throat> but all the time, you know, unseen kind of because they're on top viewing everything, unseen below, down in here, is Jesus sleeping peacefully at rest, the Prince of Peace. And so, you know, they finally go down, they get him, he comes up, and he speaks three words. Hallelujah. Peace be still. Peace be still. And everything begins to settle down. Everything begins to 
just become peaceful. The waters and the winds subside. And you know, Isaiah, again, back to Isaiah, he said in 26 and 3, he said, he will keep him in perfect peace. Everybody say perfect peace. See, the world's peace is not perfect. It's imperfect. It's flawed. But his peace is perfect. Perfect peace whose mind, there's the mind again, whose mind is stayed, that's fixed, stayed on him. Hallelujah. When you got your eyes on Jesus, all that's happening around you inside your mind or out there in the circumstances can be cured by the words of Jesus in your heart and in your mouth that say, peace be still. Peace be still. And he'll keep you, it says in that, as his mind is stayed on him. And finally with Psalm 46 and 10, it says, be still and know that I'm God. Hallelujah. You got to get in peace to know your God. Hallelujah. You got to get in peace really to let the healing of God flow in you. It's hard to receive in agitation and those places. You got to move that out of the way and let the peace of God come upon you by the ministry of the Holy Spirit, by the promises of the Word of God that tell you exactly who you are. Hallelujah. And not the, the words of the enemy that tell you who you are not. Hallelujah. You are not of the world. You're not subject to its uh, uh, attacks. Hallelujah. Your heart is guarded and your mind is guarded by the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. God bless you today as we end. Father, thank you. Thank you, Lord God, today for Jesus in our lives. Thank you for the Prince of Peace. Hallelujah. I just want you just to take a couple of minutes here before we close and just think about this peace, knowing that right now as your eyes are closed and you're just thinking about Jesus and you're thinking about the peace that he has, even in the midst of what you're facing now. You know, this is a very kind of stressful time of year. There's a lot of running around, people trying to meet schedules and do things. Uh, but you know what? Inside you is supernatural, perfect peace. The peace that Jesus said, listen, uh, I leave this with you. He left it with his disciples, and it's been deposited in us because who's ever joined unto the Lord is one spirit with him. You're joined unto Jesus. Hallelujah. Everything that he has, you have. You have his peace right now. Hallelujah. Whatever that is, you just need to begin to speak to it. And hallelujah, that, that peace that's hallelujah, in your boat right now, in your spirit, Hallelujah, is the Prince of Peace. He's resting just below deck. Hallelujah. Up in your mind on deck, many of these issues are floating around, challenging you. And some are painful. But right below is the Savior whose voice is saying, Peace be still. Peace be still. I got this in hand. Jesus is saying, listen, I got this. Whatever it is, he's got it. He's in control. He's your Savior. He's your personal Savior today. Hallelujah. So meditate in these things. Let them get deep in your heart that you are the righteousness of God. Hallelujah. That righteousness and peace, hallelujah, have an intimate relationship in you.